AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment inspired by straightforward pricing. And now we just cube the pancetta as such. So what's on the menu tonight? This carbonara I found online. It's fire. You're going to love it, Mom. I hope you hold on to this AT&T Fiber, son. It's nice. Yeah, you should settle down now that you're a good gillionaire. Oh, I am. I finally found the one internet I've been looking for my whole life. So, no more one-year stands? No, I'm done with all that. With AT&T Fiber, there's no price increase at 12 months. Uh, What about equipment fees? Nope. Those were never any good for you. Exactly. But now, everything's completely straightforward. Well, in the spirit of being straightforward, I never liked any of your old ones. Me neither. Y'all never told me that. But we're being straightforward now, which feels good, yeah? Yeah. Now let's get straightforward about that girl he's been seeing. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. And now it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. And it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. What? Well, that was a different one. She's getting creative on us. <laughs> what the hell is Ludadum? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's da da dum. Not, you're not la la. Lollipop, lollipop. I will bust out Baby Shark. I'll be doing it. Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's not a threat if she likes it, I guess. <laughs> That takes all the fun out of it. Mommy shark. Okay, we don't have the rights to that music. You might get in trouble. I'm just enjoying it. The sharks I'm might... not trying to sell it or nothing. I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, the sharks might be all like, that's our money, and then chom chom your butt. Daddy shark. <laughs> it's funny, I mentioned chom chom in your butt, and you're like, that's what daddy do. <laughs> Ah, and the ninja wife is here, as you can tell. I'm not the ninja wife. I am invisible. The drugged out wife is here. Because <laughs> I don't know what she did to make her think she was invisible, but it only oh affected drugs. her. Drugs. So you're going to be really, really still? I like how like, I'm being so still, I'm going to turn invisible while he's eating. That was my favorite part, I think. Okay, you can stop being still. We can still see you. <laughs> you are not invisible. Only you can see me. But I mean, I'm the only one here. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> if there was more people here, they would see you too. Oh. Baby shark. <laughs> All right. Now that we've rambled, as we always do at the beginning of every episode, apparently. Because he's a rambling man. Whatever. I wish I knew the words of that song. I would sing it for a minute, but I don't. But he doesn't. It's his music and whatever. Music. Okay, so since we've already got off topic and track and rambled for a minute or two. Rambling man. <laughs> so we are talking. With a guitar in my hand. We are talking about movies. And why she's going to stab her husband. As always. And if anybody who listens to this has any suggestions or topics or anything else you would like us to talk about, please feel free to give us a comment. Write us. Message us. Tell us what you want. And we will 
try our best to oblige. And now that she said that, I'll tell you where you can actually do that. You can get on twi Twitter on at Seaman2342. Um, there's a Facebook page, Ask the Angry Ninja. Also, we have a Gmail account, AskTheAngryNinja at gmail.com. And we will get back with you. All right. So, one of our movies I picked, or no, you picked. You picked, I picked the top one. You picked the top one. And she had to be first this time. She's like, I'm being first. I'm first. Yeah. Yeah. So, I picked Rob Schneider. Which we've actually discussed Rob Schneider a couple times as a peripheral character in movies we like that he happened to be in. Because when you do the Rob Schneider list for me, not a lot of his movies I liked. And for me, there was. Yeah. Like, there's movies he's in that I like, but I couldn't think of any movie where he was the main character that I actually enjoyed. But he is one, one of my favorite movies, and it's a comedy called Down Periscope. I love this movie. But there is not, I mean, there's a few movies I didn't like, but I love most of them. Like the Bench Warmers. Yeah, but he wasn't the main character. Yeah, he was. Well, he was. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. The team was the main character. He was the I... leader of the team. <sighs> okay, um, so there's one. Hot I, chicks? I did like, didn't like hot chicks. The I like animal? Didn't like animal. Juice Big Little Mel Jiggle of one or two? Uh, the first one was so bad, I was surprised to be the second one. <sighs> okay, just go with yours, because I love down Periscope, too. Yeah, yeah. And well, Desperate Group, Kelsey Grammer plays a disgraced... Naval captain who wants to be in charge of a nuclear submarine, and basically what it comes down to is he's a great navy captain, but apparently he just plays by his own rules. Well, not just that, but apparently there's this big thing against him that gets discussed that uh, he got welcome aboard tattooed on his penis, and that is a major plot line of the movie. That's not me being gross. He literally doesn't get promoted because this one dude's like a true captain would never get that tattoo. <laughs> Whatever, I think it's a funny tattoo. Welcome aboard. <laughs> so. They challenge him in order to earn his promotion to take this old, broke-down, non-nuclear diesel engine sub that should be able to be detected by anybody because it's a piece of crap falling apart and diesel engines are historically loud underwater that up against the entire American Navy to make it to two points and blow up uh, fake targets. It's the military games, basically. Yeah. And sure enough... He does it, and Rob Snyder is his first officer. Mm -hmm. Rob Snyder's a little bit... Uh, Anal attentive. And aggressive. And, and the, about, I don't know, about halfway through the movie. Or no, it was almost towards the end. They're like, they're so tired of him. They make him walk the plank. They literally make him walk the plank. And they throw him onto a fishing boat rather than just out in the middle of the ocean. He doesn't know that fishing boat's there. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's <laughs> blindfolded. He's like, you're going to kill me. Leave me out here. I'm going to have you call my job. And uh, Kelsey Grammer's the captain. Lauren Holly's in this movie. Uh, every single comedian from the 90s is in this movie. One of my favorite characters, and I feel so bad, I do not remember his name, but he was in a bunch of other things I love. But he's the guy that makes, like, the whale sounds oh, and stuff. the ears. Oh, he was also in, um, for people who, who haven't seen Downs Periscope, he was in Dumb and Number. He played the cop that drank the pee. He was in also one of my favorite. I think it started off as a Disney Channel original movie. I think um, it was called Rocket Man. Rocket Man. He was in Rocket Man. He also did. Uh, I mean, he's done a bunch of movies. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff. He's really really funny. But he plays a character um, who does the radar detection. Yes. And he communicates with whales on his spare time. 
It's and, how they get out of being detected at one point. Yeah, yeah, they're about to be detected, so he starts making whale song noises inside the, the submarine, so they think it's a whale. Yeah. And then Rob Snyder's character is like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. And then it works. And... Yeah, uh, great movie. And in the end, of course, Kelsey Ramber blows up the two targets. They give him a ship. ship. They offer him a new crew, a better crew. A, a proper crew. A proper crew. And he turns it down for his ragtag muffin team crew of rejects and there you go yeah and it, it's a great movie and you picked well i was torn so i got two wrote down y'all she so down. i'm gonna she say did. tell you the one that i almost picked was a crazy nice because i love this movie she loves this movie i do and he's the narrator through the whole movie mm-hmm. and he is the chinese restaurant waiter yes love this movie Almost picked this movie. Did not pick this movie. Almost picked Hot Chicks. Animal. I mean, the list went on and on for me. But I went with Beverly Hillbillies. Great movie. I mean, he is, again, another Weasley Lord character. <laughs> he is, uh, works in the bank. Hears about the Clampett's money. And puts this scheme together with his girlfriend. Well, I think the girlfriend did more to put this game together. Let's be honest. She was the brains okay, of the Okay, she was the brain. He just had the intel. Yeah. He just had the job. That yeah. was really it. Yeah. Yeah. And and she used not having sex with him to control him. Yes. Very well. Yeah. But then, <laughs> my favorite part with him is at the wedding at the end of the movie, when the cousin, you know, who looks... <laughs> Who <laughs> is like the twin of Jethro, of Jethro, which was just the actor playing Jethro in a dress, yes. for the record. Oh. And she's like crying, I'll wait for you, oh. and just squeezing him and hugging him. Oh, she ragdolled him. But this movie also has another one of my favorites, uh, Jim Burning. Yeah, Jim Burning, no longer with us, also Ernest. Ernest. And, oh. and of course, we can't mention James Varney. And anything without bringing up Toy Story. Because he originally did the dog. He did. He was uh, Slinky. He was Slinky. And you can see that movie on... Uh, what, Disney what, what? Plus? Hold on, hold on. Disney Plus. Still not a sponsor. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get that out the way. But no, it was a great movie. They're trying to take the money. Um, they, you got Ellie Mae and the... Cement pond and, and the critters. critters. Yeah, just all kind of... Granny. I love Granny. Granny. Granny great. refused to go to Beverly Hills, so they strapped her in her rocking chair to the roof. I mean, which, the part about that, okay, is as soon as they have the rocking chair, the first thing they do is give her a gun. That just seems like a bad plan. If I just tied somebody <laughs> to her... Beverly Hills welcome? Oh, I'm flipping everybody <laughs> off. That must be how they say howdy here. But I love it when, like, they're... Driving past someone and someone pulls out like this nine millimeter. Yeah. And like I got one of those too, and the whole family pull out one. And they're like drive, drive, drive. Oh yeah, they hit on everything in this one. Oh, I mean, they pretty much take every joke that was in every episode of the TV shows and crammed it into one movie. Like Jeffro with the, was it the, eighteen foot sub? Oh, I wanted that sub so bad. Oh. He's like, yeah, I'll just bring one of these over as soon as I call. He goes, anytime you want. And then he, Howdy. and then they, he wants to fix up his truck because they don't think they need nothing fancy. So he does it himself and turns yeah. that old truck into a Bigfoot. Yeah, and he gets with the. Oh shoot, Miss Hathaway. Yes, he does. 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, the next pick is yours. Wow, I think we're like four squeaks for this episode already. This is like a new record. You must be sleepies. Maybe a little. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. All right, I picked Angela Jolie, which this is an easy pick for her. She's pretty much, the, I knew what movie she was going to pick as soon as I said Angela Jolie. But I had a few others too, but yes, you're right. I was right. I called it. This was my movie. And is, is it also on... Still not a sponsor. <laughs> so I picked Maleficent. Maleficent. Now this this movie this is the one where they kind of turn her kind of goodish. Yeah. Um. I like the first one. I love the second one. But we're going to talk about the first one. Yes. Because the first one is where it sets up, and if you haven't seen it, spoiler, sets up why Maleficent is so angry and so hell bent on getting kind of like shutting off from the kingdom. And not helping at all. Well, yeah, after what he did, though, right? Yeah. Like, her and the king were kind of best friends because he snucks into... Snuck. Snuck. <laughs> he snucked in. <laughs> Sneaks in when they're kids. And she catches him and they become friends. And, you know, they grow up together pretty much. But she falls in love with him. No. And he wasn't a noble at the time. He was like a squire or something like that. Mm-mm. And to prove himself to the king, because the king's on his deathbed said, the first one who can bring me her uh, wings or her head or whatever, or kill her, hmm. uh, the first one who can kill her or whatever, I will give my kingdom. And uh, so he goes, and even though they're friends, and she loves him, he basically, he under, he lies to her, and hmm. while they're snuggled up and she's asleep, Cuts he off her wings. cuts off her wings and leads her just so he can be king. Well, he get to be king. And she destroyed that kingdom. And his daughter now loves her. Because mm-hmm. that is her godmother. And this is one of the reasons we named our puppy Aurora. And sometimes I call her Beastly. Yes. Because in the movie, uh, Maleficent does not want to get attached to Aurora. So she just calls her Beastly. And she ends up getting attached and starts saying Beastly like it's a good thing. Yeah, and then the second one is, oh, it's so much better and all this. But I think everybody should watch it, especially if you've seen the original Sleeping Beauty. Because this one gives Maleficent a backstory that I think I always wanted. Because I was like, why is she so mad? Like, in the original Sleeping Beauty, it pops up, you know, she's, oh, where's her invitation and stuff. But why is she so mad? Well, now you know. And this kind of gave it to us. And I was like, I'd be mad too. Mess him up, Maleficent. I'm on Team Maleficent now. Team Maleficent. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Team Maleficent. Team Maleficent. I, I bet you can get that shirt made. All right, and I picked a totally different kind of movie. <laughs> but honestly, a really great action movie. It's called Wanted. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm pretty sure by the Planet Sings movie, it's, it's, it's fairly old. But you got James McAvoy in there. Playing this guy who has had some serious issues. Chris Pratt is in this movie. Um, he plays James McAvoy's best friend who is also sleeping with James McAvoy's girlfriend. What a friend. What a friend. Yeah, he was a good friend. And and getting... This is one of the... the, the karma setting up moments in the movie. Um, in, in opening scenes, he's literally at the ga- or pharmacy buying stuff. 
and Chris Pratt shows up as his buddy, whatever, and buys a box of condoms and uh, energy drinks. And he's like, yeah, I need these for my, my, my lady. And, oh, I don't have any money, man. You pay for it. So he pays for them. So he literally pays for the condoms for his best friend to go sleep with his girlfriend. And later on in the movie, he finds out and he takes a keyboard from a computer and cracks him across the face with it. It's great. It's Sweet. Right? But it turns out his father is one of the world's greatest assassins. And they can do this thing where they get their adrenaline pumping and they're pumped so fast it literally slows down time. And they can curve bullets. So, like, say you're sitting right in front of me and I want to shoot a target behind you. I get my adrenaline pumping. I do the special thing with the gun and the bullet literally curves around you like throwing a curveball. It hits the target I behind you. I wouldn't sit here for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't blame you. But, yeah, and Angela Jolie's another one of the elite assassins. Uh, Morgan Freeman runs the group. And his father, he is told, has been killed by another assassin who's gone rogue. And nobody else is good enough to hunt him down, so they're going to bring him in and train him to teach him to be the world's greatest assassin. So let's do it. Angela Jolie comes in and, and teaches him, and Morgan Freeman teaches him, and they create him and make him the world's greatest assassin. And he goes to hunt down this assassin that he thinks killed his father. No, yes, it's his father. It is his father. I don't know, and I haven't even seen this movie, y'all. Well, because what it turns out is he did indeed go rogue, but he went rogue because Morgan Freeman, who ran the assassins, was lying about the jobs. The way they pick their jobs is they use a binary code based on the loom of fate. And the theory is, anytime a loom's running, occasionally stitches cross one way or another. One way equals a one, one way equals a zero. And it always spells out a name. And that's the name of somebody that fate has decided needs to die. Okay. And they discuss it like they didn't make a kill one time in time and then being thousands of people end up dying because of it. So they believe in it. They're going for it. And it turns out Morgan Freeman has been making them up and doing it for profit and killing people that they weren't supposed to kill. And at the very best in the movie, the scene that makes this scene for movie for me with Angela Jolie is all of them are in this room that's a circle. All the assassins. And Morgan and... James McCarrick calls Morgan Freeman out for what he was doing. And Morgan Freeman's like, you're right, I am. And then he pulls out bits of the fate paper. Um, that's really a target for every single assassin that's in the room. He goes, that's why I did it. It said we need to be eliminated. All of us. Every one of our names is on the list. And Angela Jolie's like, hmm. And Morgan Freeman's like, so do you want to kill this guy and go make some money? Or do you want to follow the list? And Angela Jolie is a true believer. So she curves a bullet around the entire room, kills every assassin in the room with that bullet, and then stands in front of herself. Because her name was on the list. That's the ending? No, that's not the ending. How much more? James McAvoy lives. He, he oh. goes and hunts down Morgan Freeman. But, like, she's like, she was a believer. Like, my name's on the list. I got to go. Along with all the rest of you. She, she took out every one of the assassins in one shot. One bullet. That's a bit messed up. Oh, it's a great movie. And don't forget the rats that are filled with explosives. He, he makes his peanut butter with C4 and, and feeds it to thousands of rats. And then puts little timers on them that Aww. make all the rats blow up. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. Okay, then. What? You're disturbed? A little bit. Exploding rats. Yeah, and like like thousands of them. Like he had like three 50-gallon drums of this mixture. He fed all the rats. So it was a lot of blowing up.
a toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy, almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo, and ours too. Now that we're covered with Progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Oh, look out. <laughs> Sorry, what was I talking about? Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Okay. Like rat gets everywhere. Moving on before I lose my lunch. Oh, come on now. <laughs> All right, and you picked... Dustin Hoffman. I had to look to see who that was. I know. Well, look, here's my thing. I confused Dustin Hoffman apparently with Sean Penn. <laughs> I know, because I'm like, oh, I know what I'm going to movie I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick I Am Sam. Yeah, wrong character. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. Because I could have swore that was Dustin Hoffman. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick the, 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 the guy from the, the movie, The Program, that great football movie. That's not him either. But you picked... I picked, and it was, it was a choice, uh, Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium. You made me watch this movie. I did make you watch this movie. And I actually liked it, other than one part. What part didn't you like? I had the whole, the block thing. Yeah, but she figured out the block. Right, yeah, that one. Okay, so if you haven't seen this movie, and it's not on Disney Plus or Disney. This is because Disney hasn't bought them yet. Um, Emphasis on yet. So this movie is about, well, Mr. McGorn mm-hmm. and his toy store. Yes. And it's a magical toy store. And it is called the... The Emporium. The Wonder, Wonder Emporium. Emporium, yeah. And things come to life, and they have this giant book of toys that you say, like, you're looking for a doll. So you would open the book and pull out the doll. Yeah. It was a great movie. It is full of magic and wonder, and it makes you feel warm and fuzzy, and it has Natalie Portman in it. Mm-hmm. It has uh, Jason Bateman in it. <laughs> And Jason Bateman is a accountant who is uptight, has no fun, nothing like that. Tell him he's Natalie Portman. And the, I can't remember the kid in the movie. Oh, yeah, the kid. He gets the kid to play with the hats. Yeah, because the kid is a little bit of an outcast, but he fits in so well at the point. Okay, a little bit of an outcast is an understatement. That kid was all kind of an outcast. Still. I, I, I want his hat collection. His hat collection was great. And... Natalie Portman is trying to compose her greatest masterpiece. She is a piano player. Yes. And she's blocked. Yes. And Mr. Magorium, sadly, is fading away. Yes, he's hundreds of years old at this point, so we're not going to have a whole lot of sympathy for yeah. him. He is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and Because the, the Toy years. Story really is magical. He really is full of magic. And the way they know this is the Toy Store starts to get... Gray. gray colors in the corners. The, the toys start to act up or be sad and stuff like that. And it's really sad part. And then he's like, I'm going to give you to Natalie Palmer's character my emporium. Mm-hmm. You're going to run it. And she doesn't believe she can. She doesn't believe in herself. And it takes the kid, the last few whatever's with Mr. Magorium and they finally get the accountant on board and he's on it and the Toy Story comes back to life. The magic comes back. It is a joyful movie. It is a great movie. It is a wonderful family movie. 
and it will make you so happy and so sad at certain parts. You know, you kill me sometimes. Why? Because I told you that kind of movie I picked. And and you're hitting us with all this happiness and picking us and glitter. And I'm about to hit you with aliens that murder. But that's why we work. We're <laughs> yin and yang. I have pixie dust and you have... Uh, uh, I have it. Gore. But see, that's just it. This is not a gory movie. Okay, um, I have pixie dust and you have, uh... Suspenseful. Violence? So, okay, it is a little violent. Okay. But that's not what makes this movie so great. So, what happens in the movie The Spear? If you haven't seen it, it's Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, and Samuel Jackson. They play three experts in three different fields, mathematician, communications, things like that. And Dustin Hoffman um, needed a paycheck one day, and the president said, hey, write me protocols for a first encounter with an alien. And Dustin Hoffman says... That's not a movie on some first encounters. Right, yeah, yeah. But he, he, he goes, sure. And he literally just pulled some names out of us, but he knew Sharon Stone. He knew that, and like, yeah. And he writes out these protocols and turns them in. And they go, okay, I got paid, yay. He's like, my mortgage is covered. And then like three or four years later... The Secret Service showed up his house like, it's time. The protocol's starting. He's like, huh? I, I wrote that because I needed a mortgage payment. What? And then, sure enough, they take him and Sharon Stone and Samuel Jackson. Pretty much not against their will, but not really given a choice kind of government situation. Out to the ship in, in the middle of the ocean. And they're like, hey, we found this alien ship. Go down there and figure it out for us. So they send them deep down underwater, and when they get underwater, what they find is the ship isn't an alien ship. It's from the future. Okay. Yeah, it's got, like, French words on the trash cans, but English words, too. So apparently, at one point in the future, everybody gets together and sends the ship in outer space. But in the cargo hold of the ship, there's this spear. And nobody knows what the spear is. It doesn't make any sense. And what the spear does is opens up their mind and gives them powers... But no way to control them, no way to know what they are, no nothing. So they start creating monsters and bad things happening on the ship because they're thinking about it because that's what they're worried about. Basically, the power is it manifests what you're thinking. So all this bad stuff happens, they're all dying, and they finally escape and go back up to the surface. And they're in this room, and they're like, we can't tell anybody we found this. Because it's going to create massive problems. And we can't handle these powers. We need to get rid of them. So let's all think together so we lose our powers. And then one goes, yeah, but if we remember anything, then they're going to get out of us. So we have to forget it, too. So we need to erase our minds, too. So the Indians complete cheese. They literally all sit there in a circle and think real hard and erase their minds and lose their powers. And then when that happens, the spear flies through the sky and goes back into outer space. Thinking's bad in this movie. Thinking's bad. And that literally happens like they're in the oh, final, okay. the little final part trying to escape, in the little escape pod. Uh-huh. But one of them started thinking about a bad scenario. So they all got stuck in the bad scenario. And doesn't help them. She's like, look, I know one of us is thinking this. Stop thinking it. We just need to escape. Somebody press the button. Of course it was red. <laughs> but I mean, I, I know that sounds silly, but when you don't know, that's what the, the ending of the movie is. Like the suspense game, they're like, where's this stuff coming from? Where's all this stuff happening? Where does... Sh-? It's great. It's a great suspenseful movie. 
And in the end, they, they, they save the day and send the spear back to space. Okay. But I also I never explained exactly what the spear is because they still don't know. Because I think there was supposed to be a sequel. And it didn't do that well, so. No, it didn't. No. I no. wonder why. Because um, everybody was sick of Sharon Stone. <laughs> like, after Basic Instinct, Sharon Stone could not get a movie role that was decent. Nothing. Wasn't there a Basic Instinct too? It was, but she wasn't in it. Oh. Yeah. Um, after Basic like, look, we've all seen your vagina on big screen now. We no longer want to see you act ever again. Go away. Okay. I was really kind of sad because she was a really great actress, but after that movie, it's just like she got offered like Catwoman. That was it. It was horrible. It's very sad. She was Catwoman. No, she was the bad guy. Remember, with Halle Berry. Oh yeah, I was thinking of oh a good the one. Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. I'm like, no, no. she wasn't Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. All right, and then I picked, and I totally did this selfishly because I want to talk about this movie, Dakota Fanning. Well, let's talk about your movie then. Oh, uh, you, you go first. You actually, you actually have a really good movie here that I didn't know existed. I didn't know what it was about, but literally the person who created female rock stars. Yeah. Um. So the movie is called The Runaways, and it is about the band, The Runaways. Who, if you don't know who The Runaways are, um, but everybody knows one song specifically, and that is Cherry Bomb. Everybody knows that song. You may not know who sung it, but you know that song. Yes. And that's how I got him to know who I was talking about. Yes. So, the movie is basically about the Runaways becoming the Runaways. Um, you have Dakota Fanning. Yes. Is, is the first thing they did was run away? So, you have Dakota Fanning, and shockingly, you have <coughs> the chick from Twilight. Yes, Christina. I can't act Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that's what I said. As Joan Jett. And I think she did a fairly good job as Joan Jett. Because let's face it, everybody knows Joan Jett. You may not know the runaways, but you know Joan Jett. Well, I mean, the reason Christina could do, do that role well is she can do roles well that doesn't actually involve facial expression or emotion. As long as the roles don't require those two things, she's golden. And... Joan Jett was an emo-y kind of 70s, wanted to be a rock star person, so she wasn't allowed to show emotion, and she acted all emo-y, so Christina Stewart could pull, pull it off. Alrighty. Am I wrong? There was emotion. Right, behind giant sunglasses so you didn't have to see your face. Anyway. Hmm? So the movie is about the Runaways, their big hits, how Joan Jett also came to fame and stuff like that and so we'll go talk about yours since he keeps wanting to bash on mine no I, actually this is it I'm not bashing on the movie I'm not even bashing on Joe Jet. Christina Stewart is who I'm bashing on isn't it just Christian Stewart I, I don't know she's not that important enough to remember you know her best role in any movie what is that Sethor she nailed that role because she was frozen for 90% of the movie and did not have to make a facial expression just being a hater, y'all. You know what? She got paid more than you to do it. I mean, you're right, because I can't pull off moody teenage girl. I bet you could if you try. Oh. <sighs> that hurt. That, like, right there. Are you a little warm over it? Because I'm pretty sure you just got burned. Oh. With Christina Stewart, no less. That's like the worst burn on the planet. <laughs> I need some balm or something. <laughs> and you picked, and look, the minute he said... 
Dakota fan, and I said, I know exactly what movie you're going to pick. I am. And the thing is, with this movie, is Man on Fire, with Denzel Washington, was... When we did Denzel Washington, I almost wanted to pick this movie, but there's so many other good Denzel Washington movies. I think you would leave me for him and Kevin Smith, I'm just saying. I would not leave you for either, for more than a day. <laughs> but no, uh, Man on Fire is just... We've talked about before, I love good karma movies. Yes. Show help us out. Go to patreon.com slash worst jokes. That's patreon.com slash worst jokes. Join a tier. Join a high enough tier. Help us out. You're going to earn some merchandise out the deal. Also, people who are on Patreon get first dibs on answering questions. But if you want to find me on Twitter, at cman2342, answer questions on there also. And YouTube and Facebook. All you got to do is search for Ask the Angry Ninja. promise you'll find everything we're doing. Hope everybody has a ninja night. South America, and it's like, look, come down here. I'll get you a job as a bodyguard for some kid, some millionaire kid. You'll drive him to and from, and there's not a lot that goes on down here. Okay, so he comes down, he gets him the job, and he's real honest with the husband. He's like, look, I have a drinking problem. It affects my hand-eye coordination, but you get what you pay for. You're not offering near what everybody else is paying. And he's like, just keep your drinking low key. Don't tell my wife. That's how I want to watch my kid. The drunk. Well, there's a catch to that. Um, and problem is, is Denzel Washington ends up falling in love with the kid. Not in any creepy kind of way, but like coaches her how to be a better swimmer, teaches her. Kind of takes on a father role. He does, because her parents are always gone. That's why yeah. they have a bodyguard. And like she even has a teddy bear. His name is uh, John Creasy. And she calls her teddy bear the Creasy Bear. Aww. It's absolutely adorable. So he kind of gets cleaned up a little bit. So the girl gets kidnapped. And he kills, like, two of the kidnappers in the process, but they still get away, and they shoot him a whole bunch of times. And it turns out it was supposed to be uh, an insurance fraud. The father was losing everything. And he had a $10 million kidnapping policy out on his daughter. So he made a deal with a professional kidnapping group. It's all they do is kidnap kids for ransom. That you keep $5 million, I'll keep $5 million. You keep the kid for a couple days, we'll pick him up, no big deal. Well, the cops are in the secret organization of bad guys, too. Of course they are. Including the head cop. And they try to steal the money. My PlayStation, my Xbox name. I did not know about two more Toy Stories. But I was like, where the hell? Pardon my language, but I did. Did Bo Peep go? She yeah, got broke. Well, still, I was like, why didn't they bring her back? Why does Woody not have his Bo Peep? So, like... After Toy Story 2, I made my, my username Mrs. Bo Peep's Revenge. And then the fourth one, they bring her back. I'm like, I knew it! Hey, it's probably something more simple like... Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts SAVE to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. 
People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE to 20303. That's S-A-V-E to 20303. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.